Hey, welcome to episode number 10 of the Go To Physio podcast. In today's episode, we're talking about how to overcome feeling rushed in sessions and the true power of having a step-by-step system. I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, welcome back to episode number 10 of the Go To Physio podcast. My name is Dave O'Sullivan and it's great to have you back for the 10th episode. Now, if you've just come across the Go To Physio podcast, we've had a mix of between clinical application content and more higher level thinking. And in today's show, we're going to switch back to higher level thinking, but also how to apply that with some applications so that you can avoid feeling rushed in sessions. Now, if you're anything like me, especially when I was starting out in in private practice, you know, after coming off the the back of working in professional sport, it was certainly a case of patient comes in, you know, quick check on on how they're doing, um, have them lie on the bed for maybe 30 minutes or 40 minutes if it was a 45 minute appointment, spend the last, then get them off the bed, rush through, through two or three exercises, um, you know, show them how to do them and then send them on their way. Now, that that was probably my approach, you know, in all honesty, for probably about three, four years. Um, and then, as I said, I, if you know my story by now, you, you'll know I've, you know, I'd moved to Munster. And then as I came back to Huddersfield Giants, um, I started to, to truly see the value of having a step-by-step system, not only for a prognosis, you know, and working in professional sport when offering prognosis and talking to coaches and players, but also for patients in private practice. And the step-by-step system, which you, you, I'm sure you love, you're probably sick of me talking about by now, that overcomes a lot of challenges that I feel therapists are experiencing. And you know, I've, you know, I've mentored over 275 therapists now all over the world, including pro sport physios and private practice therapists. But I've also spoke to a lot more than than two hundred and seventy five therapists, and and one of the the common struggles in the day to day is feeling rushed, um, in sessions sometimes. And you know when we scale that back and and we take kind of a higher level look at it, I think a big problem with um with therapists, um, feeling rushed is or the the true cause, if you will, is is not having that clarity on where they're going. So. If we switch gears now kind of to where I am in in this moment in time from, you know, having that patient on the bed, spending 40 minutes lying face down or or whatever and doing loads of soft tissue. What I do now in in a 30 minute session in private practice is, is we break that down into three chunks. Okay, so the clinical application aspect of the of this show is about to start. Okay, so, you know, what I would like you to do. Today, just like in all the other shows, I encourage you to reflect and apply this content, you know, and, and hopefully it's it's useful. And one of the big aims of this show, just like the mentorship, is is getting real world results with real people. OK, I'm not interested in putting content out there online that, you know, sounds great in theory, but actually you can apply it. So what we do and what I encourage in, in my mentorship and the go to therapist mentorship is that we break down a 30 minute session, say into, you know, three 10 minute blocks. Now, realistically, that's probably going to be, you know, three um, eight minute blocks with maybe a three minute introduction, you know, where, where maybe you're reviewing progress from the last session and then, you know, three minutes of, of, a, of a recap. 
Now, within those three blocks, what we would do is we would be working on one key performance indicator, okay? So again, just like the initial assessment, and we, we've covered this, um, especially in how to design a treatment plan episode, which was episode, uh, about I think it was episode five of the Go-To Physio podcast. It was, sorry, it was episode six of the Go-To Physio podcast. We, we covered how to design a treatment plan, okay? Now, in that treatment plan, or in that episode, excuse me, you'll remember that we had the treatment plan mapped out from the first session. Okay, so what we're doing then is we're just going on that journey with the patient. Now, in real terms, what we're doing is we're just giving um, that person's nervous system and that person an exposure to um, load in, in that graded manner. Okay, so if you're in session two or three, you're still chipping away towards that final outcome. Okay, so everything that we're doing, it's chipping away to get to that main outcome that's going to make meaningful impacts on the patient that's going to allow them to tolerate the loads and build resilience in situations that are meaningful to their lives hey i hope you're enjoying today's show for more clinical content and tips to help you implement this content in the real world please visit thegotophysio.com for more information including my six-step patient adherence checklist which you can download for free and also there's more blog content that helps you implement this stuff in the real world. You'll also find links to my YouTube show, The Go-To Physio Show, as well as lots of more information to help you become the go-to therapist, helping real patients get real results in the real world. So within that session, if this is session two or three, we'd usually have one or two key performance indicators within that session, okay? So in the go-to therapist mentorship, um, I never, uh, or I always encourage therapists to never treat without having a key performance indicator. Now, the key performance indicator can be various, um, you know, tests that, that you use on a day-to-day basis. And what we wanna do is we wanna go down the route of um, performing, you know, some kind of key performance indicator, you know, intervening, whether that's hands-on, non-hands-on, whatever um, you're, you're using, and then retesting, okay? And if we can improve that key performance indicator, then we just move on to the next level of loaded exposure, okay? So the, the value in having the system that we covered in episode six, okay, that then start that's kind of the um the overview then we start to get into the, the nitty-gritty session by session we break that down into maybe three blocks and we're just chipping away at, at two or three things now again if you've listened to previous episodes that's where the 80 20 rule is going to come in okay so maybe the first eight minutes we're working on actually the the symptoms okay so again if you've got a you know tendinosis tendinitis whatever you want to call it um you know knee pain you might spend some time doing soft tissue work to the quads, um, whatever you're doing to settle the symptoms, whether you're doing isometrics, whatever you're you're into, okay? Then the last two, eight minutes will be focusing on what we think is contributing or, or in other words, not doing enough work or not tolerating enough load that's causing that tendon to to maybe um, overload in the first place, okay? So that, that two, eight minute block, we might be working on um, improving the co-contraction of the, the knee so that the hamstring, the distal hamstring, the proximal gastro are doing more to allow the hip to do more. Again, 
you know, check out um, the episodes uh, three and four for that if if you want a more clinical applications, what I'm talking about on that. And then the once we um, are at the certain stage of graded exposure, okay, if we've passed that um, kind of key performance indicator for that stage, then it's just a simple case of moving on to the next step, okay? So this, the second eight minutes might be to get us to the next step, and the third um, eight minutes might be to get us even further on that graded exposure um, graph, okay? And if you've been onto our website, www.thegotophysio.com um, forward slash blog, you'll probably have seen our the, the kind of the, the example of of that um, kind of overloading that we do before we send a, a patient back. Okay, there's there's some, a few graphs there um, in in various blogs. Okay, especially the um, the one of the first blogs that I put out on that brand new website. Okay, so if we recap already, okay, once you start breaking down your session into chunks, then you're going to be very very specific. Okay, with your interventions. Now, one of the biggest mistakes I see therapists make, again, I remember specifically a couple of therapists when, when I was chatting them, you know, they were telling me very, very proudly that they're they're very holistic, that, you know, if someone comes in with um, with knee pain, you know, they're massaging the calf, the, the hamstring, the quads, the glutes, the QL, the opposite shoulder, the opposite bicep. And, you know, I was exhausted just listening to them. They were spending an hour with a patient. I was just like thinking to myself with the greatest respect to them, why are you working so hard? You know, and in the go-to therapist mentorship, my big focus is on working smarter, not harder. Okay, so doing less hands-on treatment, okay, um, and being more specific in terms of um, giving um, stimulus to the nervous system, but then having that greater exposure and having a skill set to complement the hands-on with the the higher level rehab okay that's what my go-to therapist mentorship is all about whereas that kind of mentality of trying to treat everything and hoping something sticks the problem with that then is we don't actually know what made the, the biggest difference okay so again i might you know treat two or three different tissues in order to improve the key performance indicator but what I will do is after every intervention, I'll always retest. Okay, so you know my athletes, um, you know especially during the World Cup at the moment, they're absolutely um, some of them are sick of of jumping up and down off the bed, rechecking whatever key performance indicator we're using. Okay, so the the big thing is I I don't really care um, because I need about getting them up and down because I need obviously if it's, if it's an acute back pain, you want to you know be careful with that, but. Um, that probably wouldn't be the key performance indicator anyway, but um, you want to make sure that you have clarity on actually what's what's helping make the biggest change. Okay, if there is um, actual physical um, factors contributing to the to the pain experience. Okay, um, now the the nice thing about it is you may you know in some cases you know although we might break down this um, this uh, session into three um blocks if you've got a, a tricky case you might spend a full session just trying to improve one key performance indicator and it might take you a little bit of time when you recheck it you know you've you've kind of got them to the next stage and then the nice thing about that is when they come back in the next session is we know exactly where to go now and the tissues that maybe need that graded exposure okay so again if i um you know want to improve the toe touch 
um there's there's a, there's various things that can help that you know um the ribcage mobility i might need the diaphragm to lengthen i might need the iliacostalis to to lengthen to relax the intercostals at the back to lengthen or i might need the the hip um tissues to, to contribute a little bit more load with the toe touch okay now what helps that toe touch the most okay and gets me to the to the outcome that that person might want to do which may be bend forward without having a pain experience i need to understand which peripheral tissues um that we need to expose more low to because the difference between the hip and the, the low back is going to completely change the graded exposure rehab program that i'm going to give that patient to do when they go home okay so it's very very important how do we find out about that well that's a lot of clinical reasoning in the objective assessment, which peripheral tissues that we think realistically are contributing most to that pain experience. We'll desensitize and then we'll, we'll give that greater exposure again. Okay, so there's a, there's a lot, I've covered a lot there quite quickly, but the point that I wanna make in today's episode is if we have first and foremost, like we covered in episode number six, if we have that treatment plan designed after the initial assessment, then each subsequent session, we can break that down then into two to three, six, seven, eight minute blocks where we're just chipping away at these key performance indicators that are gonna um, help us bridge the gap from where the patient is now to where they wanna be, rather than just having the patient come in, put them on the bed, treat everything, and then you know at the end of the session, get them to jump up, how does that feel? Okay, because then we, we don't really know what made the biggest difference but most importantly, we don't know which um, tissues we want to continue to expose low tolerance to. And I'm, you know, I'm a big believer that our hands-on treatment is um, almost a starting point in graded exposure to low tolerance. We we can put load through tissues with our hands. Okay, I'm not a big believer that we're breaking up scar tissue or or anything like that. But I think it's a great opportunity to put some load through tissues that may be sensitized in a safe non-threatening manner okay there is you need to to be skillful with that you need people skills you need to be able to interact with people um that i think is very very important with hands-on as well i don't think it's just a case of going as deep as you can which i'll put my hands up i was guilty of doing that um in my my earlier years also but i think um hands-on treatments very very um powerful as part of the graded exposure okay so that's where in that eight minute block you might have only two minutes of that eight minute block where you're using your hands the person if the key performance indicator changes positively to something that that you're looking for then what we want to do is we want to expose those tissues then further with load okay ideally put load through these tissues subconsciously okay to give the the nervous system no choice but to load these tissues okay and again there's, there's loads of ways we can do that with a rehab and then we just take them through that step by step so the first two minutes maybe um you know obviously you're going to test two minutes of maybe hands-on treatment get them up again retest if that's um going in the right direction then we might do a further two to three minutes of non-manual therapy loading of these tissues and then it's just a case of continuing to increase maybe the load or the speed of the movement okay so that's kind of my approach again you know there's there's more than one way to do this this isn't the only way to do it i'm not for a second saying this is the way that you, you have to do it but um this is the the best way for me in terms of having clarity on where i'm going with a patient and um having been able to link the objective 
um, assessment to the treatment to the to the rehab and bridging that gap from the the bed to the higher level rehab so we always know where we're where we're going next with the patient okay so i hope you found that useful if you want more information on that if you want to have a look at the graphs etc then um, make sure you you log on to www.thegotophysio.com forward slash blog and you'll see the accompanying um, blog post uh, with this episode. You'll also see um, the, the YouTube video as well where we, uh, Shane and myself, go over um, these podcasts to, to in further detail to, to help you apply this stuff clinically in the real world. Okay, There's also um, the patient adherence checklist if you want to download that. You can pick up a copy of my book and also you can um, have a look at my go-to therapist mentorship program also if that's of interest to you. If you feel this is a way um, of looking at the body that you think will be useful, then um, feel free to to check out the go-to therapist mentorship and we'll see if you're um, if you're a good fit for, um, for us to, to work together. Okay, so that's it for this week. Hope you have a great week. Once again, thank you so much for, for your attention and listening. I hope you enjoyed um, today's show. And don't forget to check out the other episodes. Follow us on um, YouTube, Stitcher, all the um, the usual um, podcasts. Um, you can see us on Instagram, on YouTube, etc. as well. Okay, so I'll see you on the next episode when we're going to talk about deadlift foot pressures. And we're also going to talk about going into more detail about rehab and getting the most bang for your buck with rehab exercises and that's a really really um, nice episode so make sure you you subscribe and you never miss an episode okay that's it for this week head over to www.thegotophysio.com forward slash blog and i'll speak to you soon Hey, I hope you enjoyed today's show. For more information, please visit www.thegotophysio.com where you can download my six-step patient adherence checklist absolutely free as well as read the accompanying blog that goes with today's episode. We've got lots of cheat sheets and clinical content to help you implement to get real-world results with real patients that ultimately helps you become the go-to therapist and allows you to build a profitable, busy private practice or become that go-to therapist in professional sport. I'll speak to you soon on the next episode.